In many churches today, they don't teach about the Holy Spirit anymore. So one of the problems that the churches in America, I cannot talk about outside America, but in America, and even though I travel outside, I have to say that many, many, many churches outside of America have the same problem all over the world. It is that they do not give the place for the Holy Spirit to take over their services. In other words, they are not demonstrations of the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the key of the missing link all over the world. You have learned so far how important it is for you and me to have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. If we want to see signs and wonders, if we want to be a testimony for Almighty God, we need the power of the Holy Spirit because you, me, and everyone has been called to the ministry of signs and wonders. Everyone has been called. Maybe different levels, but the same anointing. And because we're missing the manifestation of the power of God, we go to church and we come out and we don't see anything different. We don't see God healing the sick. We don't see the power of the Holy Spirit working through prophecy, through signs and wonders. So what we are missing in our lives is the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. God's desire, I don't know if I can say desire because it's beyond desire. It is, he needs us to believe him and we need to operate in signs and wonders because there's so many people that are sick. He needs us to go and heal these people. There are so many people that don't have direction. He needs you and me. People that are suffering because they have been attacked by demons. He needs us to go and cast out those demons so the person can be free to serve God. But sometimes we think that it is about my pastor or the prophet, and it is not. It is about you and me. And we need to prepare because the time is coming. I shouldn't say it's coming. It's here where we're going to have to take our place, become one with the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit use us according to his plan and purpose. One of the things that the Word of God says is that we need to ask Jesus by faith to baptize us. We're going to do that later on. 
But in 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? It is in us already. And one of the problems that we have is that we feel unworthy. But if we ask God that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he cleanse us. If we do what we need to do, then God is going to use us. Your goal in this life is to be used by God to not only bring many to his kingdom, but also to deliver, to set the captives free. That's what the word of God says. We know that we are living in very different times. We don't know when Jesus is going to come. Some people are saying that this has to happen and that has to happen before Jesus comes. And I remember listening to a well-known preacher that he said that we are all wrong because Jesus can come back at any time because he's God and he can do whatever he needs to do. So I'm here to tell you that we need to be prepared now. We cannot say, oh, the world is not in America. It's not going to affect America. Anything that happened in other countries eventually affects America. And anything that happened in America will affect other countries. James 4, 17, he said, Do you know that to him that know to do good and do it, is not sin to him that know to do good. We need, we know in our heart that that person is in need because we've been born again and the Holy Spirit that is in us is going to quicken something in, in our heart saying that give a dollar. So we know that if we're led by the Holy Spirit, we're going to do that. So when we do that, we know that we have not seen. But what about those people that they don't know? They are not born again. They don't care. They're self-centered. Everything is me, me, me. To him, it is sad. I, I can see the heart of God grieving because we need to be open to the Holy Spirit and make sure that when that thing because we don't know how to even give it a name that you feel in your heart we need to because you know what is sin and you know what it is not so we need to do and help others if that one doesn't know it doesn't know that's between him and God, and God called that that's a sinner, because God has called him a sinner. And now, one thing that God was putting in my heart, he said, the people see everything that is going on, 
They're reading articles. A lot of information has been uh, uh, unveiled. We have access. And we're still, still saying it's okay because I go to church. So I don't need to worry about any of that because I am protected by God. I go to church or I give tithes and offerings, but that doesn't have nothing to do with anything. In order for us to be protected from the things that are to come, we need to become one with God and the, His Spirit. We need to become one. We need to become one. This is not about just once in a while reading the word. No, 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 no. And I'm going to show you that maybe you never see this before. You never saw this, this Bible verse. But many, many years ago, God showed me this. And I've been sharing and preaching and teaching about this Bible verse forever. And it is John 17. And it says, and this is life eternal, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. So eternal life is very clear. It is when you have a personal relationship with God you will see him face to face one day because they're talking about your eternity. They're talking about your uh, life eternal where you are going to spend the rest of your life. Here we go again. God is saying to us that if you want to have life eternal, you need to know God. Because he's only the true God and you need to know Jesus Christ, whom he sent to die in the cross for you and me. So going to church, giving tithes and offerings, or helping the poor, or doing this, or doing that, it is not going to promise you to spend eternity with him. But, again, John 17, 3 is very clear that your eternal life depends on your relationship with Almighty God, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Here we go again, and it is clear how important it is for us to have uh, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit operating in us. The power does not operate in us for us to boast or say, oh, look what I did. No, 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 no. It's important because we need to help others. So now today, God is going to teach you and share. I'm going to share with you. What are the requirements to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit? We need to be available to not only receive the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says that when we gave us, when we gave God ourselves, when we surrender to God, 
The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will come on us. But now he's, I'm going to be teaching you how to receive the fullness. The Holy Spirit is already in us, but he wants us to receive the fullness of his spirit. And these are three things. There are more. There are more than three, but I'm going to start with three. Number one, if you repented and you make a commitment to God, that's when you said to the Lord that you recognize that you alone cannot do anything. And you come to God and you say, Lord, I give you my life. I give you everything of me. Use it for your glory. Forgive my sins. And as you surrender your life to God, your life will change totally. The enemy will come to harass you. I am not saying that it is a, an easy walk. But I'm saying that this is what we need to do if we want to receive the Holy Spirit. And the second thing that we need to do after we repent and we surrender our life is we need to be baptized. In one of my missionary trips outside of the United States, I went to a country where I established a ministry. And I was surprised that out of, well, all, all the people that were part of the ministry, none of them has ever been baptized. They have prayed the prayer, but they have never been baptized. And I had to baptize the whole congregation. And God is telling us today that you need to be baptized. If you haven't been baptized, and I'm talking about baptized by water, that you go to your pastor or you go somewhere where you can baptize. You need to be baptized. That is very, very important. So if you have not been baptized and you want us to baptize you, uh, I recommend that if you have a pastor, you go to the pastor. Uh, but if you don't have anybody to baptize you, you can contact us and we will make arrangement uh, for you to be baptized. Because God is telling me, tell the people, they need to do this. They cannot wait. When I send them, I, I, go, I, I said, go to the nations. To make what? Disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So there are conditions that God has according to the word of God. Okay? It is that you need to repent. In other words, you need to become one with God. You need to ask forgiveness. The other one is you need to ask God to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things it is you need to be hungry for God. Okay? You need to be hungry. And he said, he gave me seven more, and he said, according to the word, this is all uh, in the Bible, repent, be baptized, ask God, be thirsty, come to Jesus. Okay? And present yourself 
or your body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, when we come to Jesus to become born again, we present this body and we say, Lord, I give you my life, my body, my emotions, my everything. From today on, you're going to do what you want to do with me. Guide me, share with me what my assignment is, prepare me, equip me, guide me where I need to be. Because the first thing after we are born again, it is what? It is find, like the Baptist says, the Bible believing church. The one that God has for you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, in all your ways. He didn't say in some. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. That's how you know that you have a personal relationship with the Heavenly Father. Do you ask God all the time, what should I do in this situation? Do you want me to go right? Do you want me to go left? Because in order for you to have a relationship with someone, you need to have a conversation. You need to know that person. And the only way that you're going to know God is by talking to him. And then the power of the Holy Spirit will reveal to you who he is. I don't think that that is something that we understand because we think that if we just recite a prayer, that's it. And then you start living the way you want. And that's not what God expects from us. So the question is, why you and me must return to our supernatural roots? Why? Why do we need, when I went to heaven and he sent me back, the only thing that he said is tell them to live in the supernatural realm. They must live in the supernatural realm. The supernatural realm, we only follow the spirit. Because in the natural, we go by what we see. But in the supernatural, we know they have the word of God. We have the word of God. And we need to follow the word of God. So because we follow the word of God, the word of God is him speaking to us. When we follow his word, we become one with him. Living in the supernatural life is the only way to gain back the glory that was lost when Adam fell. When Adam was in the garden, he was a supernatural person. We, we here now, you and me, we're supposed to know and understand, and it's not easy for anybody to know that you are not a human, that you are a supernatural being having an earthly experience. 
So many of the things that we do is the flesh. It's like I was telling you last, uh, last Friday that it's not easy to talk to the Holy Spirit because you don't see the Holy Spirit. But it is easy for you to know that when you call someone, you don't see that person, but you're talking to that person. So that's the way that we need to think, okay, because we need to have a relationship, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit 24-7, because if not, we're going to make mistakes. We need in this time to operate in the supernatural understanding that I am not a human. Because when I, me and Jesus, we became one, we became one and his spirit came to live inside of me. So what happened to Adam? Anna became a human when he sinned. He was a supernatural being in the garden. But when he sinned, everything changed. I know this one is going to be strong, but I'm going to tell you. To receive the glory of God is only guarantee in the supernatural realm. To receive the glory of God is only guarantee in the supernatural realm. When Jesus was born, he was born as a sign to humanity, to everyone. We are here and we are a sign to the world. But we, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. But we don't understand ourselves that we are a sign to the world. We're supposed to take our place and be that sign that God created us to be to those that do not know him. So you are a sign. And the reason that we are a sign, because when we became one with Jesus, when, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, to forgive your sin, to take over, that qualified you to be assigned to the world. It's hard to process. I am not telling you that this is easy to process. No, it's hard. But please know that because of Jesus, you are assigned to the world. You are not a human. You are a spiritual being. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And even though the Holy Spirit is inside of us, the fullness of the Spirit lacked in our lives. You know that sometimes they talk about let the Holy Spirit fire fall on us. And we don't even know what we're saying. But let me tell you what 
why we consider the Holy Spirit, we say the Holy Spirit with fire. Because when the Holy Spirit fire comes on us, you know why? To purify us. To bring judgment. To bring sanctification. Which is a work of the Holy Spirit. So when you said Holy Spirit fire fall on me. What you are calling, and this is something that we all need to ask because we need to be purified on a daily basis. Whatever is not of you, Lord, whatever is not of you, send the Holy Spirit fire to purify me. Because sooner or later, we're going to need to be purified. Anyone that has given their life to God, that have a relationship with God, that has become one with the Holy Spirit, with God and Jesus, is going to be going through judgment and purification. So doesn't matter what anybody says, we have to go through a process of purification. Judgment and sanctification. It is the Holy Spirit that is going to sanctify us. So our prayer needs Holy Spirit sanctify us. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you hear people say, but I can't do it. You know, I am, I am, um, like they said, I'm a human. I have feelings. I have this, I have that. But look what God is saying. The sanctification comes and it's a special work from the Holy Spirit. So it comes from the Holy Spirit. So are you not telling me that we need to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit to a new level? Because it is the power of the Holy Spirit in you that enables us to live holy life. So we need to pray. We need to know the Holy Spirit because it is him, the only one that is able to enable us to live holy, holy lives. So do you understand how important it is the Holy Spirit? Do you? Do you really? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will become more like Jesus, more like him. Do you know that the spirit of holiness is a promise that we can say, well, I'm weak because that's not what God says. God says, I'm strong. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect. I'm not saying that nothing is, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do all things through God who strengthened us. The spirit of holiness is a promise to you. The Holy Spirit will enable us to live holy lives, lives and dedicated to his service. So when you said, I can't do what God is asking me to do, that's the time to you, for you to go lay down and say, Holy Spirit, it is through your power, it is your job to work through me so I can fulfill my destiny. If everything that you have learned is not clear to you, 
how important it is the power of the Holy Spirit, then there is a problem. We're going to pray because we want to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit in us. The Lord, this afternoon, he was talking to me. I was uh, just going over my notes. So I was just saying, Lord, why so many people don't hear your voice? And this is what he told me to share with you. He said, ask them, tell them that I said, why do you want to hear my voice? If when I tell you what to do, you disobey. Why do you want to hear my voice? If when I tell you to do whatever, something, you disobey. And then he said, tell them that maybe the reason that I don't speak to them is because of their disobedience. And it, it just came to my mind now. We are waiting. We think that God is going to say to us big things, which he does. But there are those little things that God tells us. Like for me, I learned to hear the voice of God in a very unique way because I was traveling all the time. God will say things to me. They were insignificant. So you will say but I knew that he was teaching me, like, don't let the bathroom uh, faucet dripping. And he will make me go back and recheck. And I did. He will say things like, uh, check your tires. And I will say, this is a new car. But I will go and check the tires. He will tell me for years, don't leave now, just wait. And I will wait for when I felt the release for me to go. No, 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 this is uh, recently, maybe like two, three years ago, I went to a store and when I came out of the store, I saw someone asking for help. You know, it looks like he was a homeless. And I just look at him and I continue. And God put in my heart, he said, turn around and I want you to help him. So I had to went all the way down to the next slide, turn around and go around and around to go next to where he was. If when God puts in your heart those little things, when God tells you, don't eat that. When God tells you, I want you to call someone or I want you to text and you ignore God, you're in disobedience. And if you're being disobedient, why do you want God to continue wasting his time? Those are the little things. If you cannot be faithful in the little things, how can God send, to, send you to the nations? when you haven't obeyed him in those little things. The Holy Spirit is telling you to do this, that, or the other, because it is through the power of the Holy Spirit or through the Spirit of God that he's going to ask you to do things. What about when God tells you not to communicate with someone and God can 
tell you over and over and over again, and you continue the same thing. Do you think God is going to give you or promote you to another uh, uh, miracle when you cannot obey him in the little things? Oh, we want God to share with us uh, about the war because, you know, we're prophets or whatever. The war in, in, in um, uh, Russia. And, and no, he's not going to talk to you about that because you have not been faithful in the little things. You have not been faithful in the little things. And if you haven't been faithful in the little things, he's not going to tell you any. So if you want to hear the voice of God, then you need to start listening to the little things. Okay? You need to start listening to the little things. Those little things. Uh, sweep the floor. Mop the floor. When you're faithful to God in that little things, then you will be fa uh, he will be faithful to you. But like he said, why should I talk to you? You don't hear my voice? Because when I talk to you, you disobey me. Today is the day to start all over again because God is a God of miracles. We're going to pray and I want uh, you to prepare. I want you to prepare your mind and prepare, present. We're going to present our bodies to God. And this is something we're going to ask forgiveness. And right there where you are, if you have never asked God to take over your life, this is the day. Today is the day of salvation. You will never know what peace and joy is unless you have become one with God. So today is the day of salvation. And today, God wants to release the fullness of God the fullness of his Holy Spirit in us. And it's up to you or me. Are you hungry for God? Are you thirsty? But now we're going to present, and I want you right there where you are, I want you to repeat with me. I'm going to go very, very slow. Get your mind into the presence of God. We thank you, mighty God, that we are one with you. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We ask you today to forgive our sins. We want to surrender our life to you, that you will take over that you, through the power of the Spirit, you will guide us. You will redeem us. And that we will become from a human to a spiritual being because of you. We're going to be spiritual being having an earthly experience. You are God and there is no other like you. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to baptize us with the fullness of your Holy Spirit. 
I present my body to you as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And my members as an instrument of righteousness to you, Lord. Lord, I present my tongue, that member that I can tame. Fill me, I pray. And let your Holy Spirit flow through my lips. We pray and worship you. We praise you. We thank you. Because from today on, we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. We shall be able to cast out demons. Yes, we could do it before, but from today on, there is an increase, Lord. It's, it's like you have given us a, a, a boost. Because we desire, we don't want to see people sick. We belong to you. We have given everything to you. We, have, we give you our families. We give you our jobs. We give you anything that it is interrupting to grow in the fullness of the Holy Spirit for you to take care of it. We want to be a testimony. We want to be a sign to this world. We receive it. We rejoice. Because the steps of the righteous men, they're ordered by God. And we know that from today on, our life will never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you glory. Glory, glory, hallelujah.